hi, I'm Mike Liello, and I'm student council president of the Peck School, and today I'm sitting with Mr. Dolinsky. How are you doing today? I'm great, Michael. How about you? I'm doing well, thanks. Good. I think um, this is a first. This is the first time I've been part of a podcast at Peck, and the first time I've been a part of one of these conversations with student council president. So I am really looking forward to it and really excited that, that you were up to this challenge to have this conversation. I'm very excited as well. Uh, what was your childhood like and how was it life growing up specifically? I know you're a twin, so how is that? So we're jumping right into this conversation, are we? Yeah. So I grew up in um, a, a, a town, um, a suburb of, of Boston called Needham, Massachusetts. Um, you know, I had a great childhood. So I have a, a twin brother um, who you mentioned. I have an older brother who's five years older than me. Um, we, you know, the fir my first 12 years of my life, we grew up in a great street with house after house after house and rows of streets upon rows of streets. So people were outside all the time playing wiffle ball, kickball. I lived in our driveway playing basketball. Um, you know, in many ways, it was, it was a really idyllic um, upbringing. And I had, um, you know, my, my parents um, to, you know, to this day are lovely human beings and um, I, great role models for me. Both were... Um, you know, really hardworking people. My my dad finally retired a few years ago as a as a, as a lawyer. Uh, my mom um, was really amazing in that um, when I was five years old, she started a career as a writer, and so she would write out of the house every day. I'd hear her typing in the every morning, type when I got home from school. But she was always there and such a wonderful um, support for us. Um, you know, looking back on it, I'm not sure I would change much about my childhood. It was, it was really wonderful. Yes, that sounds very fulfilled. Um, what's the hardest lesson you've had to learn throughout your life? Yeah. Um, you know, I'll, I'll use a, a sports metaphor, um, and that is, you know, you're not going to hit every shot. Um, now, I learned that the hard way, literally, and then I've sort of learned it the, 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 the hard way figuratively. Um, my, my sport growing up with basketball, I loved basketball. One of the most disappointing moments of my life was in the biggest game of my high school basketball career. Um, when we had a chance to beat our rival team, um, I had the ball with three seconds left on one point and I had a layup and I missed it. And I missed a shot that I huh. made all the time. I know you feel the pain. Right? I really I, do. I, I still think about that shot. Um, and I oftentimes found myself thinking about like, what were the silver linings there? And, and don't get me wrong, like it hurts. Like I'm not, I'm not going to sit here now and say I'm so happy I missed the shot because I, <laughs> I, really, I really wish I made the shot. But you know, to me, it's such a great lesson. You know, just you're not always going to be successful. And you know, I, I take that to things that we do here at, at Peck. There might be whether it's sort of a, an assembly that that does that isn't great, or a meeting, or an initiative we try. Um, you aren't always going to hit everything that that you that that you you know that you try to do, and that's okay. I think what's more important is and actually I think it, it's really critical that you have moments where you don't do your best and you fail. Um, but I think what is most important is how you recover from that. And I think that goes back to what we're talking about: hard, you know, being a hard worker. If you're a hard worker and if you have a growth mindset, where it's like, all right, like what what can I learn from that? then you're going to come back stronger. So, you know, that that hardest one is you won't hit all the shots that you take. I 100% agree with that. And I think learning through failure is very important. I'm sure you've had some moments in the soccer field where you've had some tough... Yes, definitely. Uh, well, I remember one game this year, actually. It was 0-0 with about 
15 minutes left in the game and I gave up a penalty. It was a very soft penalty, but you have to kind of like put your, you can't put your head down and be like, oh, the game's over when there's still time left. And we ended up winning that game 2-1, but it's kind of like that fail, I viewed it as like a big mm. failure within that game. I kind of, our entire team took it as like a moment of like, we have to get back in this game and we can't really worry about what happened in the mm. past. And I feel like that's something that's extremely important in all sports, but especially in soccer. Well, I think that's what separates people, right? You know, I'm glad that you did that. It's a great example. So I take it the person hit the penalty kick and scored, right? Yes, unfortunately. You know, so what, 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 what would have your options have been to stop trying altogether? Yeah. Right? Or to be so mad at yourself, you don't give your best thing. That's you have to, for that resolve comes in, right? And that determination, resilience. We talked about it, Pat, but great yes. example. Uh, what was your favorite subject in school growing up? Uh, it was easy. It was English for me. Um, I had... It really was, it was starting in, in, in high school. Um, I had some great middle school teachers, but then I had some really incredible English teachers in high school. And it was really the first time, um, you know, I, I loved class discussions. And, and the more sort of free-flowing a class discussion was when you could really hear your friends sharing different ideas. And, you know, I used to love the arguments. Like, and I say arguments, but, you know, like moderated, heated discussions happening in class. Like that, that was so fantastic. And I had some um, really great English teachers. We, we read some terrific books, books that are still being read today um, that really stuck with me and really pushed me to think differently. And those teachers really, um, you know, you know, you have a good teacher regardless of the subject. They're going to teach you different ways to think and different ways to approach problems. And I had some English teachers early on that really, um, you know, really forced me to think differently and gave me the validation that I needed at that point as a student. How about you if you were to choose a subject? I also you? would actually choose English would, as well. Yeah. And I think it's especially because of PAC because... In younger grades, like lower school, English wasn't my favorite topic. I didn't really enjoy writing, but in upper school, especially sixth grade, it kind of, Miss Chan helped me develop my writing skills, and I actually really enjoyed writing. Mm. And then seventh grade with Miss Boyle, and now eighth grade with Miss Savage, my writing skills have really developed. And also, you're talking about uh, group discussions similar to Harkness, which I feel like Peck does a lot, and those also I truly do enjoy, mm. also because I am very talkative. Well, so you've had an all-star cast of teachers. Have you had, is there like one or two conversations you really remember in class as being um, in a good way, like heated exchanges about a book? Uh, yes. Uh, when we were reading about Hoot, yeah, we were talking about uh, the mystery behind the whole story. And I feel like uh, there was definitely different opinions mm. and it definitely got heated. And also talking about now in eighth grade, uh, Lord of the Flies, there's definitely a lot of controversy on certain things because once again it's a very it's a book that has a lot of mystery within it mm. and so you take a book like that and such a great example i remember so vividly reading lord of the flies i read it in high school oh, yeah what a what a good book that's great so while growing up what's some advice you have been given that has really stuck with you and you used uh, my parents were always were always harping on me to um, not feel like I have to follow in a certain mold and do what makes me happiest. You know, so I come from um, a long family, a long line of lawyers. My parents always said, you know what? Don't feel like you have to go do something just because other people are doing it. And when early on I said, you know, I'm really interested in education. 
they were so supportive from them that the moment I said that, and I could have said anything, they would have supported it because they really believed in sort of chartering your own course and finding what makes you happiest and most fulfilled. And I, um, I really value that and admire that about them, that they didn't feel a need to push me in any one direction. I sort of, as a parent today, try to, to instill the same values to my kids. Um, just out of curiosity, do you have anything that, that you would consider to be the best piece of advice that you've been given? Well, my parents always tell me it's not about the grade you get in school or the end result, but the effort you put in while doing it. So I feel as if a character trait that mm. I possess that I think is extremely important is uh, hard work. And that has been built by that kind of philosophy. So I have to, uh, our parents are alike. So so my parents had the same advice. And, and I was admittedly... Um, I was a good student in middle school and high school, Michael. I was not a great student. School did not come easily for me at that point. Um, I, I more I really caught my stride later on. Um, but that was they would always say that they look at the report card. But did you try your hardest? Yes. And if I didn't, then there would be more conversations. But I think that 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 real focus and hard work is like that's what paves the way, right? I agree. So, what is your favorite pack tradition? My favorite peck tradition, um, that's a hard one because we have a lot of really good, we have a lot of really good traditions. And I, I find myself at all of these moments saying, this is my favorite peck tradition. This is my favorite peck tradition. I can tell you, I miss shaking hands outside every morning. Um, that's felt like a tradition to me. And as much as I, I elbow bumped this year, took a temperature last year, I do miss that, that personal, um, that personal touch point with kids every morning and looking someone in the eye and saying, how are you and how are you back? I, I love that and I look forward to getting back to it. Um, I love eighth grade speeches. It's um, always moments where I'm blown away with what I hear and whether it's just a simple story or something more profound, I, I, it's so great seeing, um, seeing students up there giving a speech. I love one of my favorite moments every year is when um, the, the first through eighth graders march into the evening sing our holiday concert and that Friday night before break. I love it with all of the parents there, all the students so dressed up. You know, we've already, you know, the, the classes have already ended for break. Everyone's in a good mood. Um, it's just such a great peck moment. Um, and then, you know, I'm, I'm forgetting, I, I love witches brew. I love the things, the turkey sauce. Um, I love seeing how happy people get at Downey Redhead Day. So it's really, it's hard for me to pinpoint one thing. Like even last week's Reach Across, it was so amazing seeing all the kids outside, like really enjoying like the eighth graders running around the playground like kindergarten kindergartners mm -hmm. when you're running around the kindergartners and fourth <laughs> graders. Like that was awesome. So it's all of these traditions. I think it would be, um, it's hard for me to label one. I agree. There are so many great pet traditions, but if I were to pinpoint one that I do really feel connected with, it would be the sixth grade speech contest, which I feel like it kind of is like a great introduction. Is that because you won? <laughs> partially, partially. <laughs> but I think it's a great introduction to like the eighth grade speeches, and it's a great way to learn public speaking because many schools don't teach it. Yeah. And I do believe it's a very important skill to develop. And I love the fact that you that you consider that a tradition. So that's something that Mrs. Savage and I started, what I think five years ago, when we wanted to, when we started the public speaking class, like how do we wrap up this class? What do we do? And it does, it, it's really cool to see that it's turned into something that, that really has meaning for the kids. Yes. And you are a good winner. 
a virtual winner, right? Yes, it was virtual during yeah. COVID. <laughs> if you could spend the day with one character from a book, who would it be and why? If I could spend the day with with a character from a book, who would it be? Yes. Mm. Um, a Gentleman in Moscow. Um, it came out a few years ago, and it is about Count Rusov, um, a man who um, writes a po- in sort of an anti-government poem and is sentenced to sort of life in confinement, but he's in confinement in um, a grand hotel in Russia. And, and this character is so amazing, and he's so kind and graceful and deliberate. It's fictional. Um, I think I'd, I'd probably like to spend a day with him. Um, certainly also because the, the book ends as sort of a cliffhanger type ending, but just to sort of get into his head a little bit. A wonderful character. That sounds very interesting. Who would you have dinner with, alive or dead, and why? My mom, who's very much a role model for me, um, my mom's mom, um, whose name was her Edith Finn, was her, her maiden name, and she became Edith, Edith Greenberg when she married my grandfather. Um, she died my mother was eight. So she died in, in, in what, 1953. And she died of breast cancer. And, and this is um, well before you really spoke about it as, as a society. And, you know, so, so I have my whole life, I've heard about um, my maternal grandmother from my mom. Um, I named my, my daughter Eve, is named after her, Edith. Um, my son Finn is named after her last name, Finn. Um, and my mom often talks about um, just how, how her mother was sort of ahead of her time. Like even the picture she has, she was traveling, she was doing different things. This is in the 40s and 50s. Um, I would love, to, you know, it, it would, um, there are lots of people I'd like to, to meet and, and, and whether, or, or to see again, but person who I, I, I would have to put top of the list would be, would be my maternal grandmother, just even to say hello, right? All the reasoning behind that as well. So what is your favorite sports team and why? What's your guess? I'm going to guess the Patriots here. So, so you are correct. I love all the, board, all, all the Boston sports teams. I, I'm not, and I say that the, I like the Bruins and that I don't, I don't know hockey all that well. I love the Celtics. I love the Red Sox. Um, but how, you know, I, I consider myself really lucky that for the past 20 years, I lived through probably one of the greatest sports <laughs> dynasties of all time, whether you love them or you or you don't. It was one of the greatest it sports really, it, dynasties. It really was. You know, so just to be able to, you know, watch Tom Brady every Sunday, see what Bill, Bill Belichick was going to do. Um, it, it's, I, I still, one of the, the hardest parts about living here is I don't get all the Patriots games. And I used to have DirecTV so I could get the Sunday package. I don't anymore. Um, so I'm following all the Patriots games that aren't on TV on my phone and the game cast sometimes yeah. listening and we have our text change with my, my dad and my two <laughs> brothers, but I, um, I, I love following sports and really do love football season and the Patriots. So going back to a peck question here, what is your favorite food in the dining, dining hall? I guess my favorite meal, what would I have to say? You know, I think anytime he does steak, it's really good. Yeah. Um, and so sometimes he'll do like, you know, slice, you know, flank steak on a salad or, or even the, the Philly cheesesteaks um, subs last week were great. They were. Um, 
I think, look, I'm a, I'm a hash brown fan. So anytime he does, or the tater tots, anytime he does yeah. tater tots, I love that. Um, but I think, you know, so much of what he does is, but I have to say the steak. How about you? I think breakfast for lunch has always been my favorite. Mm. And I, even at home, I love breakfast for dinner or lunch. Yeah, what is, everyone loves breakfast for lunch. Everyone. Everyone loves. His sliders are good. Sliders are good as well. Yeah. All of what he does is really, really good. I agree. So if you could be remembered, kind of like ending it now, if you could be remembered for one thing, what would it be and why? Um, that is a, a, a big question. You know, look, I think when all is said and done, um, you know, you want to be remembered as a person of integrity. You know, no one is perfect. Um, you know, you you will always make decisions and do things that people agree with or don't agree with. Um, there'll always be people who, for whatever reason, like you and for whatever reason, don't like you. And that, that just is what it is. But I am hopeful um, that I can be remembered as a person of, of, of integrity where regardless, um, you know, that, that people know I'm always coming from things from a good, from a good place, trying to do what's best, trying to do what's, what is right. Um, and I think as, as a father, that's really important to me. I'm certainly not perfect. I'm not perfect at anything I do, but trying to, to aspire to have sort of personal and um, professional integrity. I think that hopefully that will then take care of a lot of other things. How about you? Uh, well, that was a great answer, by the way. Thank for you. me, I feel as if uh, one thing I'd like to be remembered for is being a very kind person to everyone, no matter who or what they do or if they don't agree with me on this or they don't agree with me on that, I feel like being a very caring and kind person, I think is extremely important mm. and kind of, if you give people respect, they kind of pay that respect back to you, I believe. Mm. So kind of makes your all peace. So to make you feel better. And this is an honest, uh, this, this happened this morning. I was, I, um, drove my, my son Finn into school this morning and we're talking in the car and he said, and you know, Ella's in his, yeah. in his class. He said, so um, Ella's, you know, Michael's, Michael's student council president. And I said, yeah, he is. He said, I want to be, I want to do that when I'm older. <laughs> and so whatever you're doing, you're setting an example for younger students to look up to. And so I think that that kindness is really powerful. Well, so that makes done. me very proud. Yeah, well done. Oh, so thank you so much for your time today, Mr. Stolinski. All right. Thank you, Michael. Anytime. <laughs> nice, nice job with these questions. Oh, thank They're you. They're terrific. Oh,